KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler. Cooler. This week, we're going to pull back the curtain on men and cosmetic procedures. Spoiler alert, we're not the only ones, ladies. Oh, we'll also be taking sides in this whole Yanny Laurel debate. Oh, I already have my side, honey. And so do I. I know I am firmly rooted in reality. And I'm going to share some science behind why we hear different things. Hmm. And Twitter has a few strong words for a so-called retirement expert. And a certain gay internet writer who has opinions about twinks that are wrong. Mm. We're coming for you. Yes. We all heard Kanye's rant a few weeks ago. Did you miss it or did you hear it? Or yeah. I heard it. He went off about a couple of things. He talked about his love for Donald J. Trump. Yes. He talked about slavery being a choice and him standing in this world as a, quote, free thinker. Right. Mm-hmm. However, there's one thing that he mentioned that didn't really spark quite as many think pieces. And that was his admission that he partook in cosmetic surgery. I had plastic surgery because I was trying to look good for y'all. I got liposuction. Because I didn't want y'all to call me fat like y'all called Rob at the wedding and made him fly home before me and Kim got married. I didn't want y'all to call me fat, so I got liposuction, right? And they gave me opioids. Not many people commented on Kanye's plastic surgery, and not many outlets really addressed the comment or the self-esteem issues that were associated with the comment. I should also mention that Kanye's mother, Donda West, passed away from complications associated with plastic surgery. So for him to go under the knife means that he was really feeling some type of way about himself. Yeah, I had the same thought, like his mom's history and Mm -hmm. how that has affected his life. And still our culture is making him feel this kind of way where he wants to change his body using surgery. And we expect that of the Kardashians, but Mm -hmm. not Kanye. But then women in general. But see, that's the thing. Society would have us believe that men, specifically cisgendered, heterosexual men, don't care about the way they look. They don't even wash their faces. They don't even wash their... It tucked. No. (laughs) But according to various studies, cosmetic procedures and plastic surgery amongst men is on the rise. I asked my husband last night when I was thinking about this, and he was like, "Mm, I guess I would get my calves done. And I was like, really? So when men see, like, The Rock or something, their eyes go directly down to the calves. They're like, "Mm, Mm, he looks good. Years ago, there was this show called True Life on MTV, Mm -hmm. and it was about men having plastic surgery. And it was supposed to be this, like, wild episode because, like you said, Mm -hmm. people don't expect it of men. And the main guy got calf implants. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was this gruesome scene where he's trying to walk on his new calf implants for the first time. Don't tell me. Am I going to wince? Yes. Oh. So he starts walking. The little puncture holes start bleeding slowly. And he's just like crying out in agony. But at the end, he said it was worth it because his calves look amazing and the girls are going to love it. My grandmother used to say something to me when I was a kid and it stuck in my head. Like many of my grandmother's quotes, she would say, if I'm going to be a fool, it's because I can't help myself. So that is my position on plastic surgery for myself. I'm not saying that there are not things about me that I wouldn't like to change. What I am saying is, if I'm going to look a fool, I would rather be because God was like, you know what, you just going to look a fool. You were born this way, but I don't want to have to live with the fact that I did this to myself. I like that idea of like, you know, if God didn't do his 100% on me, I'm just going to be an 82%. And I'm going to live with that. Instead of a surgeon's botched like exactly. 40%. Walk in my purpose. There are plenty of celebrities who have been accused of or have admitted to having plastic surgery. And on the count of three, I want you to say the one that pops into your head. And I'm going to say the one that pops into my head. Michael Jackson. Oh, God, you took my head. 
<laughs> I didn't even count. I didn't even oh, count. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was just like so present in the top of my yeah. head. So Michael Jackson is the first one that pops into my head. So he had a nose job twice, apparently. Only Chin- twice? Um, only? No shade. But. Mm, chin implants, and he drastically lightened his skin. And we all remember that Oprah interview when he talked about his skin lightening being associated with a skin condition called vitiligo. Yeah. And Oprah was not afraid to ask. Are you bleaching your skin? And have are, is your skin lighter because you don't like being black? This is the situation. Yes. I have a skin disorder that destroys the pigmentation of the skin. It's something that I cannot help, okay? But when people make up stories that I don't want to be who I am, it hurts me. I don't know. I mean, when I was growing up, plenty of people in the black community thought that he was changing himself to get away from being black. Right. It wasn't just the skin, honey. It was the hair. It was the nose. It was the chin. As I mentioned before, he had a lot of work done. So someone else who comes to mind around skin lightening is Sammy Sosa. Ooh, that one is... Intense. It's intense. And he said that it comes from using a skin cream that is supposed to soften his skin, but it has the side effect of lightening it as well. And yet he keeps using it. Mm, keeps using it. So the two things that Michael and Sammy have in common is that they didn't really talk about their cosmetic procedures. And there are tons of men in Hollywood. I'm not going to put any names out there because there are rumors have not been confirmed. But we're talking nose jobs, teeth implants, ear pinnings, facelifts, Botox, hair transplants, laser surgery to remove wrinkles, eyelid surgeries and everything in between. And some of them are really famous men that we all know. A lot of them got these procedures done when they were early in their career so that you can't really, you know, but you raise an eyebrow. You see some old pictures. You're like, I saw you then. I see you now. We don't have to talk about it, but we know. Like Carrot Top. Have you seen him recently? I have. He looks different. He looks different. We don't know what I'm not. I'm not saying, but I'm saying I don't feel like men who get cosmetic surgery are dragged in the same way as women who get cosmetic surgery. And one woman that comes to mind is Renee Zellweger. Oh, you remember when she came back out, she resurfaced. People dragged her. The culture was not kind to her. It was not kind. So why do you think that men and women have different standards? Or why do we think women get dragged a lot more than men? The simple answer is that our culture has more experience hating women. So, of course, they're going to be harder on them for doing the exact same thing. So we've worked that muscle. We know how to hate women. Yeah. We need to work on hating men as well. It's like develop the muscle. Don't get the implant. You know, hate men too. Hate men too. But some men have come out and been honest. So once upon a time, there was a person named Bruce Jenner who no longer exists. Mm-hmm. But when he did exist... He got a facelift procedure, and he talked about this openly. I'm sure you remember that episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when he talked about it. I was there, yeah. You were there. Gene Simmons. Yes. Facelift. Barry Manilow. Fully. Two facelifts. Burt Reynolds. He got his eyes done. Simon Cowell is a fan of the Botox. Enrique Iglesias had his mole removed. Howard Stern had lipo and a nose job. I mean, Howard Stern is the king of dragging people. He's Mm -hmm. like the white male Wendy Williams. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. Kenny Rogers had a facelift because he reportedly wanted to look closer to his wife's age because she's younger than him. He was like, you're not about to be out here upstaging me. Whoa. We will be around the same age. Or maybe he was like, you know what? Maybe you feel a certain type of way about like trotting me around an old man around town. I'm going to look like I'm only 52. I'll, I'll do that for you. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Sources say that The Rock underwent liposuction to remove excess fat around his chest. Interesting. Mm. I had no idea. So enough about celebrities. How common are the procedures amongst everyday men? According to a study conducted by the American Academy of Facial Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery, 31% of men said that they were extremely likely to consider a cosmetic procedure. 30%. That's pretty pretty good. And amongst that percent, 58% were between the ages of 25 and 34. 
Mm. So they're saying millennials are driving this train, basically. Millennial men are a lot more open to plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery than their forefathers. And something that's probably influencing that surge in popularity with the millennials is probably also because their forefathers, as you say, they knew that plastic surgery was kind of like iffy in terms of the technology. Mm. Now it's getting better and you might not look like a monster. Right. The Rock does it. So I'll do it. (laughs) I'll do it. But apparently male plastic surgery has tripled in the last 20 years and liposuction is the top procedure. Something I've noticed when I go back home to the East Coast Mm -hmm. where I hang out with a different type of person, people (laughs) I've grown up with, people I'm related to, that kind of thing. This isn't plastic surgery, but it is body modification Mm -hmm. through steroids. Like so many men who I know on the East Coast are very open about like, oh, yeah, I take steroids. That's why I'm really beefy. Yeah. Even with a known side effect? Well, apparently they decided I'd rather look like The Rock than get my rocks off, if you know what I mean. That's a heavy price to pay. People are also into ear pinning. So I guess if you have ears that kind of protrude a little bit. But I'm just like, it worked for Barack Obama. Right. Leave it. He led our country for eight solid years. With those ears. But imagine what he could have done if they were pinned back. Mm. Hmm. What we could have had. (laughs) (laughs) And Botox and Juvederm, which are injectables, are also on the rise. Also, tattoo removal. Mm, I want to do that. Right. People are regretting those tramp stamps. Remember when people used to get the characters, the Chinese characters, and they didn't really know what the tramp... Okay, so the day has come. The day of reckoning for that has come. I'm glad that as a 13-year-old, I wasn't allowed to get a tattoo because Sporty Spice had Chinese symbols that said girl power. And I was like, I'm going to get girl power on my body. Uh, But I was 13 and couldn't. And you would have been... Glad about that. You would have been in this 31%, sir. Yeah, I still believe in girl power, but not in Chinese symbols on my bicep. (laughs) Just saying. And so... We hear a lot about ladies who lunch, who get procedures done during lunchtime. Oh, yeah. In their homes. Yes. So apparently that's not uncommon for men as well. Mm. In 2015, Bloomberg put together a little list of procedures that men can get done on their lunch hour. Whoa. Would you like to know what they're doing? You can get something called cool sculpting, which basically blasts away fat. Okay. It's not a weight loss treatment, but it's for people who exercise and you just kind of want to add more definition. So if you have $750, you can do that. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Uh, Excel V Laser, which is helps with rosacea. I don't have that, but if I get it, mm-hmm. sure. How much is it? $600. Nope. And then maybe if you want to look a little bit more refreshed, you can get some Juvederm under your eyes to make those bags go away. Do you know what I do for that? Hmm. It's free. You put water in a pot, boil it, do your whole pasta thing, and then when you put the pasta into the strainer in uh-huh. the sink, you let all the, the steam, steam go on your face. That is how you open the pores before a facial as well. See, you know what's up. Mm-hmm. Going back to the whole judgment thing, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about this on the way here, and I feel like there isn't as much judgment on men, obviously, but I feel like there is still judgment. If a man is that interested in how he looks, Mm -hmm. they think he's vain, and in our culture, being vain and thinking about your looks is considered something that only women do, and it's a feminine thing. So by that token, then that man's sexuality is questioned, and it's like, oh, are you gay? Why do you care about this? We're supposed to be rugged men who don't care about that and like let our beards grow and our hair is all messed up and mm-hmm. a woman has to come in and be like, oh, let me fix you. Not a plastic surgery. And also, like with Michael Jackson, there's a questioning of mental health as well. Mm-hmm. If there's too much of the plastic surgery on a man, it's like, well, he must have some mental issues. So there's still judgment on that side, but not as much. I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you brought up the questioning of sexuality, I'll go ahead and read the Instagram post that 50 Cent put out after Kanye West made his admission around liposuction. Quote, Wait, what? That's what a bitch do when she want a fat ass. LOL, get the strap. 
So basically insinuating that he is a woman or that he is, you know, gay or he is effeminate in some way because he cares about the way he looks. 50 Cent, always showing his entire ass. Always. Never surprised. One that Vivica Mm. is apparently really familiar with, but we won't go there. (laughs) So while we're talking about sexuality, there are circles in the gay community where getting plastic surgery is actually seen as a cool thing. Kind of. Okay, do tell. Specifically the drag community. So if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, you're probably familiar with people like Kamora Black and Trinity Taylor. They pride themselves in how fake they look. And so they get fillers in their faces and they get bigger butts and they get different cheeks and whatever in order to like advance their female illusion mm. whole vibe. And so that's been interesting to see as well. There are segments of the population who are like, yeah, I'm a man, but... I'm getting new cheeks and I'm doing this and you're going to love it. Okay. And we do because they look fabulous. So, yeah. (laughs) So this is a very nuanced topic. Exactly. So one man who was interviewed about his plastic surgery is a 33-year-old who asked not to be identified by last name, but we'll call him Nathan. He works in higher education and he had some major weight loss. And so he had a tummy tuck and liposuction to address it. And his friends and family know, but it's not something he broadcasts. And when he was asked about his liposuction, he said, quote, I think opinions are changing on it every day. You invest in yourself. So on that note, I think that Nathan is telling us that we all need to treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. And ladies, the next time a man in your life tries to downplay the very real pressures applied by modern beauty standards, you need to look him dead in the eye and whisper, I know what you did on your lunch break. <laughs> I know. (laughs) That's a sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer that I would watch. Exactly. America is divided. We Mm. know this, right? We do. Republicans Mm -hmm. versus Democrats. Westworld fans versus people who are like, what's Westworld? Yes. Cilantro lovers versus people who lie and say cilantro tastes like soap. Who are they? Monsters. I know. As if we needed yet another divisive thing to fight about in this country. Last week, a weird audio clip surfaced that has inspired a whole lot of disagreement. You already know what I'm talking about. I already know what it is. It's a blue dress, gold dress all over again. It's just like in 2015 where there was a dress. Some people saw blue and black. Other people saw white and gold. What did you see? I maintain that that dress was white and gold. That is what I saw. I'm one of the few people who also says that. (laughs) High five. We're on the same wavelength. Exactly. As always. So let's see if we agree and are on the same wavelength about Yanni versus Laurel. 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 Okay. It's like clear to me. Still Yanni. Always Yanni. Still Yanni. We agree. All day. I don't even know who who these Laurel people are. (laughs) For the Laurel truthers out there. They are out there. My own boyfriend believed that when I played him this clip, he didn't know about the whole thing going on Mm -hmm. on the Internet. He thought I was pretending to hear something else to just mess with him. Like he thought I was trolling him. He was like, no, it's clearly Laurel. You know what? I'm not going to make any accusations. Uh Uh-huh. But the Russians are to blame. Oh, okay. I believe the Russians are to blame. Collusion. They are trying to divide us once again. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, that makes total sense. This morning, I asked my five-year-old daughter, to listen to it, and she said she heard jammy. Jammy? Mm-hmm. She's throwing another wrench in another this Another wrench. Thing. She said jammy. Yanny, Laura, or jammy. Mm-hmm. That's too much. Russians are doing a great job <laughs> dividing us. Even mother and daughter can agree. So yeah, my boyfriend and I are considering consciously uncoupling mm. because of this. Now our true selves are revealed. Exactly. And they are diametrically opposed. Just like us, celebrities 
we're not immune from getting caught up in this craze. Mm. Marley Matlin, the only deaf performer to win an Oscar, tweeted, Yanni or Laurel? Don't ask me. I can't hear shit. (laughs) Ellen and Katy Perry are solidly in the Laurel camp, so they're canceled. Just kidding. And a perplexed Christy Teigen also plays for that team, tweeting, It's so clearly Laurel, I can't even figure out how one would hear Yanni. Not Chrissy. I thought for sure. When you said celebrity, she was the first one. I was like, what does Chrissy say? Well, she's wrong. Hmm. To which Yanni, the legendary Greek musician, responded, I may be biased, but all I hear is (laughs) Yanni. (laughs) You know, this is the best thing to happen to Yanni in years. In years. But maybe it's not because he recorded a video about this whole thing while he was on a private jet. And then I looked him up and he's on a world tour. Who knew? Who knew? Mindy Kaling also responded to Chrissy Teigen by tweeting, I bought your cookbook. I loved it. And now you betray me. Hashtag Yanni. (laughs) Okay, so do you have answers? What is this about? Is this like something where different people have different audio levels, wavelengths in which they hear things? Are people just really trolling us? There is science. Okay. Because I firmly believe that there are two different audio clips floating around. So the science behind this is that what we're hearing is an ambiguity illusion. Hmm. Say it with me now. Ambiguity Ambiguity illusion. illusion. Yes. Mm, Okay. We are kind of familiar with this kind of thing, even if you don't know the term. You know those images where you can see a young lady or an old woman, but it's the same image? Mm -hmm. And same goes for like, is it a chalice or is it the outlines of old men's faces? Mm. With ambiguity illusions, what you see usually comes down to which piece of the image you saw first. And then once that's in your brain, that's what your brain settles on. It's like, that's what that is. And that's what I see from now on. And same with Mm. audio. Basically, what they've discovered is that if you hear higher frequencies, you hear Yanny. If you don't hear higher frequencies and hear lower frequencies, you hear Laurel. So I have the hearing of a canine is what you're saying. Basically. Okay. An audio engineer by the name of Dylan Bennett created a sound file in which he took out the higher frequency elements and then the lower frequency elements so that people who can't hear what the other thing is can. So listen up, Yanny people. This is what the others Both of us, are basically. hearing, okay. according to Dylan Bennett taking out the higher frequency. Laurel. Laurel. What did you hear? I heard Laurel that time. See? Okay, and for the Laurel people out there, here's what us Yanny people are hearing when this guy takes out the lower frequencies. So revealed. He was like, let's not make this a dress situation. It's just a frequency thing. Mm-hmm. When I take out the higher frequencies, you hear Laurel and vice versa. It's like the whole, is the sky blue or do we just think it's blue? Because what is the color? I don't even, I don't know. Who are you? Who Question everything. <sighs> so Nina Krauss, a researcher at Northwestern University who studies auditory biology, explained this whole phenomenon to popular science by saying, quote, The way you hear sound is influenced by your life in sound. What you expect to hear is, to a large extent, what your brain will hear, and what your brain hears is all that matters. And she offered two clips as evidence. First, there's this distorted clip, Mm -hmm. and we'll listen to it, and you can tell me if you hear anything. I mean, I heard people beatboxing. I I don't know. (laughs) Beyond that. Justin Timberlake, is that you? Appropriating things again? Okay, and now we're going to hear it cleaned up. The juice of lemons makes fine punch. The juice of lemons makes fine punch. Okay, so now we're going to go back to the original that is all staticky and messed up Mm -hmm. and see if the experience is different. I could hear it distorted there, but that's not, hold on, that's not, no, okay? (laughs) I get what she's saying. I heard it, so now I know what to expect and my brain can fill in the blanks, but you're not filling in that blank when you hear it the first time. It's not happening. 
I thought that experiment was very interesting. It makes me feel like being alive and having senses is like the best <laughs> because I was sitting at home like, I can't hear it now. We are bizarre creatures. Back in, I think, 2005, there was a clip that circulated that was similar to this where there was a slideshow and there was audio. And the slideshow started off with a picture of Bill Clinton and a couple of other things associated with Bill. And then it ended with a picture of mayo and a couple of things associated with mayonnaise. Right? (laughs) Stay with me now. Because he's white. Yes. (laughs) It starts off as Bill, 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 Bill. And when you see the images... You're like, oh, it's saying Bill. Yes. But then as it progresses and you see the mayonnaise, you're like, no, it's saying mayo. We just, we're complicated creatures, guys. And fully susceptible to images. Pretty much. And people telling us certain things. And the Russians know this. Mm -hmm. So this next bit of science will excite half of the population and upset the other. Uh, Which side will I be on? You're about to find out. A human's ability to hear higher frequencies, that's us, Mm -hmm. Fades with age. Oh, uh, So you're talking about when I'm 65, I'm going to be all over the Laurel train and be like, I hear it now. Maybe. <laughs> but today, it means we're on the side of the children. Our hearing is better than the Laurel people, ah. according to this bit of science. Well, now, how do I, for years now, me and my husband have been together for almost 10 years. And for years, I've been telling him that I don't have great hearing because I worked in nightclubs a lot when I was in my 20s. And I went to a lot of concerts. Right. So I assumed the Yanny was like, oh, my hearing shot. Right. But no, au contraire. But what I'm saying is that has had been my past for years. Now, what do I say? Apparently, I have great hearing. But here's another wrench. Oh, God. Apparently, the original source of this whole thing. Mm-hmm was an 18-year-old Reddit user from Georgia who recorded the vocabulary.com pronunciation of Laurel Hmm. through his speaker and distorted it so much, now there's this higher-frequency weird thing that's happening. So technically, the Laurel people are correct that the Mm. origin was Laurel. What do we do with all that? We blame Gen Z. That's what we do with all that. And we blame that college student for starting this ruckus. No, I love Gen Z. Mm. Because without them, we wouldn't know that we have hearing of a child. We are so youthful. Forever young. We don't need plastic surgery. Not at all. Not on the eardrums, at least. So in a nutshell, we're all going to disagree about this and the dress and politics and Mm. cilantro until the end of time. But let it be known that this podcast is a Yanny Zone. It is a Yanny Zone. And the way I feel about this can best be expressed with a lyric from the late and great Whitney Houston. Mm. Yanny. Okay. Yanny for life. Greek, Yanni, take us out with some music. It's the peak in the pick. Hey, the peak in the pick. Hey. You know what that song means. It's time for our peak in the pick. Here we go. Do you enjoy doing this podcast? Love it. Well, that's great. I love it too. And it sounds like we are going to be doing it forever. Thank you, Cardi B. What? <laughs> because according to a new report that was published by MarketWatch, we should have double our salary saved in our retirement by the time we're 35. Are you on track for that, sir? Double? Double. Salary. Salary. Yearly. Retirement. Not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so an expert for Money Market Watch wrote a report and was promptly dragged on Twitter for mm-hmm. saying that we should have double our salary, millennials in particular, because where have you been? Not working at Facebook, so I can't do that. Clearly. So the internet came for her. One such person was at Fade Astride, who said, my roommate's retirement plan is, wait for it, prison. 
Sometimes it'd be like that. Wow. So we're going to be doing this show for a really long time, sir. Until our dying day. No retirement for us. Till our dying day. So my pit of the week goes to the fact that we will never, ever, 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 ever be able to retire. Well, because you said never, ever, ever, which made me think of we are never, ever, ever getting back together. I knew you were I knew. That leads beautifully into my peak, which will act as double duty as one of your pits because you're not going to like this. A few days ago, I joined a sea of prepubescence and traveled down the peninsula to go see Taylor Swift. Mm, of course. Yeah. And before people drag me on Twitter, I understand all of the reasons why y'all are upset with Taylor. I am too. However, I like her music, but her as a person, I have some issues with, such as when the alt-right was rallying around her oh. as the model of Aryan Alt-right princess, basically. She could have easily just emerged from her hibernation and said, Hi, absolutely not into white supremacy. Okay, thanks, bye. Mm-hmm. That's all it That's took. That's it. Oh, period. Unforced error. I understand this. I am not someone who doesn't see this. But a bob is a bob. And <laughs> in the words of Beyonce, I'm a grown non-woman who will stand for whoever I want. Mm, clearly. That was a paraphrase, actually, of Beyonce. But who's counting? Also, I agree. Her feuds with Katie, Kim, and Kanye. Mm. Petty. Old. Boring. Get over it. But wait a minute. Kim, Katie, Kanye. So she dislikes people with K names. She comes for them. She is actually subliminally speaking out against the KKK by fighting with these three people. You know what? That is a reach, honey. I'm reaching so far. (laughs) Ultimately, Taylor's place in pop culture, problematic. But what are you going to do? Any musician who can make me forget all about the crazy stuff that's going on in the world for two hours Hmm. is fine in my book as a musician. Okay. Mm And to transport you to the place that I was transported to, I'm going to play you a little clip of a demon taking over my vocal cords and making me scream out Taylor's name. Oh, God. So to set the scene, she was flying in a light up orb over the stadium and I was taking a video of it. And then all of a sudden the video goes black because I just dropped my phone and I scream the following. Yeah, so that happened. How did you go on 1985 Michael Jackson and Taylor Swift? I don't see it for her. I don't. <laughs> so that happened again later when a snake skeleton orb showed up and I screamed, get in that snake. She is the snake. And she's owning it. If you care more about this experience, I know Jameter doesn't. I do not. But if you listeners care, there is a whole play-by-play timeline that I wrote online. And it includes such stories as me hiding from someone I hooked up with years ago. <laughs> so if you're interested in that, you can read all about it at kqed.org slash pop. So since I put you through that, let's talk about something you do enjoy. A peak, if oh, you will. Oh, well, my peak is something that I've enjoyed all week. And you can sum it up as hashtag barbecue Becky. Okay. So for the listeners who don't know what barbecue Becky is or where the term comes from, a couple weeks ago in Oakland, California, there were two black gentlemen who were barbecuing at Lake Merritt. And a woman approached them about the fact that they were using coals at the lake. She asked them to put them out. When they did not, she threatened to call the police and then stood there for over an hour waiting for the police to come to address this barbecue situation. Get your nose out of other people's Get business. Get your nose out of other people's business. She was confronted by several people, people of color, because that's what we do now. We mobilize. When we see something happening, we're like, see something, say something, stay in the cut, record. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what we do. So she was then confronted by another white woman who asked her during the dispute whether or not she was targeting these men because they are black. 
to which she denied it, Mm -hmm. and it became a thing. So if you haven't seen this, it's been all over the internet. People have been talking about it. Eventually, the police showed up. It was the definition of white tears. She doubled over. She cried. She said she felt threatened. She said she felt harassed. Since then, Black Oakland came out in full force in the same spot where this incident happened. With Coles? With Coles. Mm -hmm. With barbecue and with electric slides. So it was like Uh. a celebration all around. And the internet has dubbed her Barbecue Becky. So there are memes galore. Oh, so she's that lady that that put in different images. Like there's an image of Barack Obama and Michelle like forehead to forehead in the Oval Office. And then Mm -hmm. outside the window is Barbecue Becky. Making the call. She's in Wakanda making the call. She's in Moonlight, the movie, mm-hmm. while he's holding the child up in the water, has scuba gear, <laughs> and is calling. Making the call. She was also in the water in a floaty making the call on TLC for chasing waterfalls. Oh. I mean, it goes on and on. Wow. So the memes have given me endless joy, and I am trying to enjoy it as much as I can right now because I have a sinking suspicion that she's going to come back out with her tears, play the victim, and change the narrative. Before I cut out, I think it's important to say that I don't agree with people who are sharing her actual name and her place of business and all of her personal information. Her family knows who she is. The jig is up. The jig is up. There's no need to share this woman's personal information because I think that takes it a little too far. Uh, She's already dealing with the hell of saying herself all over social media. But I'm going to get my kikis in. Yeah. Just don't take it too far. So Barbecue Becky has been giving me life all week. Don't cry for her, Argentina, but also don't bully her at her home. Exactly. My pit of the week. So I try not to be hard on internet writers because Mm. I am one of those people. You you are part of this group. And no matter what we write, we get hate. It doesn't matter. I got some hate for my Taylor Swift thing. She said, why did you have to bring politics into it? I barely did that. So whatever. Even 13-year-old Swifties want to come for me and (laughs) internet writers in general. When you said she, I thought you meant Taylor commented. Oh, no. (laughs) She would, though. So I try not to bag on writers that much, but... This piece in the New York Times is begging for a little bit of dragging, Mm. and I'm going to give it to it. It's called Welcome to the Age of the Twink. And for those out there who don't know what a twink is, it's a label that gay culture has traditionally placed on young, thin, attractive, and usually white men who are gay. Please tell me that the author has some sort of background that is... I believe he is gay. Okay. He's just wrong. Okay. So his name is Nick Haramis. Don't go to his house. (laughs) (laughs) Gay Twitter was alight with responses to his piece, which was all about how twinks are really popping right now as if it's a new thing. Hmm. Basically, he was saying, guess what's really in right now, y'all? Being hot and skinny and young and white. It's like, this is not new. Where have you been for the past couple of centuries? Mm -hmm. Like, this has been a thing. That said, if the piece actually dealt with, like, the internalized homophobia and misogyny that the gay community does have against Twinks, like on gay dating websites, there's the whole mask for mask thing. Mm -hmm. And it is hard sexually for a twink to get attention because they don't express themselves in rigid masculine ways. And just because you're gay doesn't mean you don't receive the information from the culture that being a burly man is better than being a feminine bottom or something Mm -hmm. like that. And not even saying that all twinks are bottoms, but that's another mischaracterization of this kind of person. Right. So the piece could have dealt with that. Did not. Instead, it was just like, you know what's really exciting and new? All of these young, hot, thin male celebs like Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name. Oh. And it's like, if you wanted to write a piece about your boner for Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> you could have done that when the movie came out. Like, even that piece would be late. From all angles, it just seems like, what 
is this supposed to be doing and who let you write this? Yeah, what was the goal of it? What was he just saying? Like... Well, he got the clicks. So mm. I don't know if that was it was supposed to spark this conversation or not, whatever. And I understand that like sometimes the well is dry. You don't have new ideas. Your boss is breathing down your neck to like produce something. But if it's going to be like this, just say I got nothing and I'll come back tomorrow and write two pieces. I don't know. Hmm. I think I'm probably more interested in reading the comment section of this right? piece than the actual piece. Oh, they're good. <laughs> but yeah, it was just so simplistic, unoriginal, just wrong. And using straight actors as the example of twinks, it's like, th- that's not a thing. Twinks. Oh, wait a minute. Gay. So wait a minute. So he talked about the characteristics uh, or like sort of the, the stereotypical characteristics of twinks. And then he tried to apply that that to all men. He in said Zach Hollywood. Efron was a twonk. A twink and a hunk. And it's like, no, if you're a twink, you're a oh, twink. Baby. And also, Zac Efron is not gay. Oh, so he's reaching. Reaching so okay. much. He apparently goes to yoga because he's good at this. Okay. He's so much reach. <laughs> so in a nutshell, do better. And because I had twinks on the brain, the song of the week is by a twink. <laughs> 22-year-old South African slash Australian pop singer, Troy Sivan. Do you know him? No, but he sounds like important. He apparently got famous through YouTube and then he started getting acting gigs from him singing on YouTube. Hmm. And now he's back to music and he's putting out his sophomore album. And there's a song on that called My, 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 which is catchy AF. So good. I would declare it a capital B bop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the reason why I love it so much is that you can clearly hear how comfortable he is as a gay person. He doesn't take out the pronouns in the songs, which some gay artists do, so that the mainstream culture doesn't freak out and not listen to their music. Right. Something Sam Smith does, where he just sings about a lover and not a he, because um. that'll scare certain people. So he doesn't do that. He just says, like, he came up and said this, and, like, I love him, or whatever. And you can also see how comfortable he is in his body in the music video. He's just dancing, his shirt's open, and he's just like... So what? I don't have muscles. This is me and I'm living. For so long, queer art has come with a sense of darkness and like we have to grapple all the time with being persecuted and like the bad parts about being Mm -hmm. gay and like the AIDS crisis. And these are important things to grapple with in queer art moving forward. But it doesn't always have to be tied up in that. And it's refreshing that we're at a place culturally where queer people can fully inhabit the joy of being ourselves Mm. and falling in love and everything else that makes us human. And that's what this song is all about for me and for Troy Sivan. Twink Extraordinaire. This is My 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 by Troy Sivan. This episode was edited by me, Emmanuel, Yay. with help from Ashley Ann Craigbaum. And shout out to our podcast, Papa David Marcus, for making sure all of this happened. Until next time, find us on social media. I'm Excuse My Beauty with the first D on Instagram without the first D on Twitter. And you can find me at Jamidra Says on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. Twitter.